0: Hello, I'm Kathy Zaka, and I'm your host today for Pure Truth. I want to welcome you to our podcast, and thank you for listening. The title of today's episode is Encountering God's Truth, and this will be a three-part series, and this first one that we're going to do today is called What is Truth? And our scripture for today is from John 18, verses 28 through 38. It says, Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor, By now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, they did not enter the palace, because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it that you've done? And Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Retorted Pilate. With this, he went out again to the Jews gathered there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. What is truth? That's the question that Pilate asked. And that's the question that we're going to discuss today. Pilate asked Jesus this question, not really expecting an answer or maybe he isn't sure that there is an answer for it. And Pilate has no idea to whom he's even speaking to. The man before him is the truth. Jesus is the living truth. He is the source of all truth. He is truth manifested in all its glory. Jesus didn't respond to Pilate after he asked that question because he had already answered it in the statement he made just before Pilate asked it. Jesus said again, you say that I am a king. In fact, The reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. He came to testify to the truth, which is God. And all who know him listen to his voice. Wow. So let's talk about truth. In this first episode of this series, I'm going to talk about truth from man's perspective. And in part two, I will go into great detail about Satan, who's the father of lies, and how detrimental his lies have been to mankind since he was cast out of heaven. And in part three of this series, I will discuss truth from God's perspective, and I will talk about what happens when we encounter his truth. All right, here we go. So what is truth from man's perspective? Well, the definition of truth is that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality, the body of real things, events, and facts. Pilate knew only of the world's truth, and the basic definition of the world's truth is what is thought up in the minds of man. It is subject to change over time. It is as ever changing as the tides. Its foundation is like a home built upon sand. It is constantly shifting, and it is prone to the battering winds and storms of life. Pilate believes, as the world believes, that truth is relative. He can see that the truth of the Jews finds Jesus guilty, his own truth believes Jesus to be innocent. Pilate is aware of the ulterior motives behind the Jews' accusations. Yet he acquiesces to their demands and washes his hands of all guilt. He allows the Jews to follow their own truth. Truth is interchangeable for all of us. If we hear something and believe it to be true, it becomes our truth. And I found this definition that asked the question, what is your truth? The answer was, our truth is based on how we feel, what we see, our opinion, and what is true for us. Hmm. That could take a dark turn really quickly. That is what we are dealing with right now all around the world. It's about people's feelings and what their opinion is on certain matters. That is their truth. But that doesn't mean it's true or factual. It is simply based on what they believe to be true, which is on the lines of their opinion, right? And I also found this question. What is the difference between fact and truth? Well, a fact is something that's indisputable. It's based on empirical research and quantifiable measures. Facts go beyond theories. They're proven through calculation and experience, or they're something that definitively occurred in the past. Truth is entirely different. It may include fact, but it can also include belief. And I want to give a quick definition of empirical. It means originating in or based on observation or experience. You know, I thought that was very interesting. Facts are indisputable. They have usually been proven. Truth may include fact, but it can also include belief. Here's another good question. What's the difference between reality and truth? Truth is based on empirical evidence, which means truth is based on experiences and observations about the external world. These experiences and observations derive from reality, so the truth comes from reality, yet what is real has substance and exists independently. Reality exists independently, and the truth is dependent on experiences and observations taken from reality. There are many different definitions and descriptions of the meaning of truth. And I can see how it has changed over time, right? What I think to be true about some things may be different than what others think are true about the same things. Well, how do I know it's true? I can look back over my life and think about all the different things that I have learned in my life, in my little world. And I believe that my experiences are true because I live them. But I also believe things that I have been told my whole life to be true. And I'm now discovering that they are not true. And that... Is a hard truth to wrap myself around. You know, my awakening began in 2020, and over the past three to four years, God has shown me things that I knew to be truth, and they are actually lies. I thought they were true, but He's showing me that they're not. That is a lot of what we will experience this year, but I'll talk more about that in next week's episode. The point I'm trying to make is the true meaning of truth has been distorted over time, and I could give you one guess of who is behind the distortion of truth. And I'm confident that most of you answered Satan. John 8, verse 44 says, You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And again, we'll go into more detail on this in the next episode. Truth is a universal topic that we all seek to know and understand. Whether it's knowing the truth or speaking the truth, both are found in a growing relationship with God. When we spend time in God's word and in prayer, the truth is revealed to us. If we hear something that doesn't make sense or doesn't seem to be true, all we need to do is go to God, our source of truth, and ask him if it is truth or not. He will reveal it to us. He will let us know if it's true or not. If it is true, and you are still having a difficult time accepting it as truth, ask him to reveal it to you in a way that you can understand, and God will show you because he is truth. You'll hear me say that a lot today. He is truth, and he wants you to know the freedom that comes from his truth. If you are not an honest person, and you do not tell the truth, you are deemed untrustworthy and dishonest, among many other negative things. If what you heard or saw is not truth, Then you may have to question the source that you heard it from, and they would be considered dishonest and untrustworthy. You can always line up what you believe is truth to God's word, which again is actual truth. God will never fail you, and he will guide you in the right direction. So I'm going to give you an example. If someone tells me that they believe in aliens, or they believe that aliens are real, and they consider it to be truth, my first question is going to be, well, how do you know aliens are real? And they could give me many different answers, such as, well, I saw a UFO. Well, I heard someone talking about it. Well, someone told me they actually know someone that saw a UFO land, and they saw an alien come walking out of it. (laughs) You know, everyone's heard about Area 51. You know they're hiding something there, right? Which poses an even bigger question for me, and that's, why is our government hiding these things from us? That's for another episode, another time. You know, what about this? There is no way that we are the only beings that God created in the universe. There has to be aliens. And I believe one day that they're going to come and take over Earth, right? I'm sure many of us have heard, you know, similar, similar things. There could be a number of different stories that people could tell you about on why they believe that aliens are real. And because they have heard it from what they feel is a credible source, they have accepted it as truth. Or even if they didn't hear it story. You know, maybe they've just chosen to believe that aliens are real without any type of evidence. They think it in their own mind, therefore they believe it's true. And there are also people who have seen some type of phenomena themselves, and they are fully convinced that aliens are real. And again, I'm just using this as an example. None of us know if aliens are real or not, you know, because we haven't seen them. We have no idea. And there's so much context that I can say about this. Like, you know, if aliens are real, then why is our government trying to hide this information from us, right? Again, it goes back to the truth not being told to us. And I could go on and on about this, but I'm going to keep it short. The reality is, again, we don't know if aliens are real. And I could even go deeper on this subject about the things that we have seen and heard, but that will have to be an entirely different episode. But I will say this, evil does exist. And our enemy is hard at work trying to instill fear in us in many different ways. And I'll just leave it at that for now. And I said all of this to say, this is one of those situations that we can take to God, right? And when we put this in his perspective, it becomes really simple. God is truth, and we have his word that never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you want to know if aliens exist, ask him. He is truth, and he cannot lie. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not human that he should lie not a human being, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Then we have Titus verses 1-3. through Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, in which now at his appointed season he is brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior. Hebrews 5, 17 through 18 says, Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Right, There's scripture that backs that up. God does not lie. And the more you seek God, the more you will learn about his truth. Truth is that which conforms to reality as it is perceived by God. He knows all things exhaustively, and so we can trust anything that He reveals in Scripture. Truth is not defined by our own subjective standards. It is determined by the source of truth Himself. Truth begins with God and not with man. It is revealed and not constructed. It is discovered and not determined by a majority vote. It is authoritative and not merely a matter of personal preference. It is feeling that should conform to truth rather than truth to feelings. I'm going to say that again because I thought that was really good. It is feeling that should conform to truth rather than truth to feelings. Ideas are not true solely because they are practical. Rather, they will ultimately be of value because they are practical. They will ultimately be of value because they are true. Divine truth influences each dimension of our lives as we recognize that all truth is indeed God's truth. Truth is vital, and it directly influences our lives. We act upon what we believe to be true, which shapes the way that we live. Truth matters in monumental ways. 1 John 1, verse 8 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 1 John 3, verse 18 says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And I love this one from verse John four six, we are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the Spirit of Truth in the Spirit of falsehood. And one more, I'm going to throw at you. this is John chapter one verse seventeen, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And I also want to share a quote from Aristotle that I thought was really good. He said. To say of what is, that it is not, or of what is not, that it is, is false. While to say of what is, that it is, and of what is not, that it is not, is true. Wow, well that's definitely true. For Christians, truth exists as a divine revelation. It is authoritative, provided by one who has not only examined all evidence, but formed the evidence, right? Christians believe that God is trustworthy, and that his revelation of truth is objective and reliable. We are confident in his word and his truth. We, as humans, only discover truth. We do not create truth. While Christians have truth, they do not, in the Christian worldview, have a monopoly on truth. Rather, because God makes his sun shine on the evil and on the good and would have all come to a knowledge of the truth, non-believers also discover truth. So what is the difference then between the Christian and the non-Christian? Well, the non-Christian stumbles across concepts of truth in his journey through life. while well, the Christian recognizes the source of that truth, which is God, right? I also want to quickly review the Hebrew and Greek word and meaning for truth. The Hebrew term for truth is emet, which is E-M-E-T. And it means, of course, truth, firmness, stability, and faithfulness. The Greek word for truth is Aletheia. I must spell that. It's A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A, and it means truth, sincerity, straightforwardness, or reality. From these terms and from other attributes of God that support His truthfulness, such as His immutability, meaning that God cannot change, infinity, and simplicity, which means God cannot be partly anything, we understand that God Himself is absolute truth. The truth will never change. And it can always be relied upon. And again, I will discuss this in more detail in part three of this series. Truth is freedom. It is knowing that God exists. It is knowing how much he loves you. And when you compare God's truth to Satan's lies, there will never be a time when God's truth does not wipe away the lies that are told by our enemy. Satan's lies cannot stand alone. And God's truth will always stand alone. Nothing that encounters his truth will be left unchanged and set free. And I'm going to share a word that I received from the Lord on January the 13th of this year. On This morning, I began by studying a paper that was written about God's truth. The title of this paper is called Encountering Truth, a Biblical Perspective. And it's a long read. It's about 19 pages, but it had some great points that I actually shared a few of them throughout this episode. All of this was on my heart when I went to sit with the Lord. In the spirit, Jesus showed me the vastness of heaven. It is never ending. It is eternal. It is truth. And it is factual. God always has been and he always will be. And nothing will ever compare to him. And once you know this and get this deep down inside of you, then you will begin to understand why Satan does the things that he does. He hates truth. And God is truth, so he hates God. Truth cannot exist in Satan because he rejected God. I quoted scripture earlier that stated that Satan is called the father of lies. He does everything he can to destroy God's never-ending, never-wavering truth here on earth. There is our truth, which I talked about in great detail earlier, and there is God's truth. When you put the two of them side by side, it becomes obvious very quickly that what we believe is truth is not the same as God's truth. God knows all things. He created all things. He knows each one of us personally. He knows our deepest, darkest secrets. He knows our thoughts. He knows our failures and our successes. He knows us intimately. And when we know God intimately, when we have a relationship with Him, He gives us access to His truth. We are connected to our Creator, and His truth flows through us. Our truth, is limited. We only know the things that we have heard or encountered personally, right? We only know the things that we've been taught or learned on our own. And then we take that information and form our own thoughts and opinions about them. Even as Christians, we know that God is truth, but many of us still form our own opinion or beliefs of what the Bible says. To really understand truth, we must go to the source of truth, and that is God, our Creator. He will guide us into his truth. So while standing with the Lord that morning, looking at the vastness of heaven, I asked him to explain what truth is. And he said, each one of my children were created in my image. The truth is in their DNA. It is interwoven into every part of their body. Wow. And this is one of the many reasons that the enemy tries so hard to corrupt and change what I have created. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That's John 14:6. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. That's Revelation 22:13. The enemy works tirelessly to destroy what I have created. But he will not succeed in his evil plans, for truth existed before I created him, and truth will be eternal. He cannot change that. The lies that you have been living under are because of your enemy. He has deceived so many, over centuries of time, and my children have suffered mightily because of these lies. It began in the Garden of Eden, and he has not stopped his plan to steal, kill, and destroy all of what I created. My children, you must remember that Satan has knowledge of heavenly things. He dwelt here before I cast him out. The angels that he took with him also have knowledge of heavenly things, and they have used this knowledge to deceive you. Lack of knowledge is what has kept you in bondage for so long. But, my children, you are waking up. You are seeking the truth. You are seeking me, and I will deliver you from the bondage of lies. I will bring you truth. I will bring you my truth, and it will set you free. Wow. Once you encounter my truth, your eyes will open. The blinders will be removed, and you will see what the enemy has been doing. For my truth is eternal. It never changes. It is the one thing that you can hold on to and forever be grounded in my love, peace, and joy. It is never changing because I am never changing. You ask, what is truth? I am truth. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am and I always will be. You are never alone for I am with you. And once you encounter my truth, you will never be the same. I feel that. Wow. Thank you, Lord. I created you and I have amazing plans for you. Your enemy does not want you to see or know your potential, what I have created you to do. So he whispers lies to you and your loved ones. But my truth about you is I love you. A deep, eternal relationship. I want to show you how much I love you. I want to rejoice with you. And I want you to know that I'm here for you always. I will never leave nor forsake you. I never want you to suffer. That is another lie from the enemy. I only want good things for you. My truth is love. I love you with an everlasting love. And you are so worthy of my love. Come to me and I will show you. I will tell you these things. Truth. The enemy hates it. And I will reveal many truths in the coming days and months. I will reveal things about the enemy that have never been revealed before. I will expose his lies and the evil that he has been doing. You will encounter truth, my truth, and it will set you free. Well, thank you, Lord, for your encouraging words. I love what he said about his truth being in our DNA. It is interwoven into every part of our bodies. We were created in his image. So His truth is in us. And I believe that's the reason that we are so transformed when we accept Jesus into our hearts. It's because we have come back to our Creator. We have reconnected ourselves to God and His truth. It is powerful and it is life-changing. Something changes deep within us when we accept Christ. The Holy Spirit immediately goes to work. He starts cleansing out the lies that we have believed about ourselves, our families, and the world as a whole. John 16, verses 12 15. It says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. Amen. He will not speak on His own, He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify Me, because it is from Me that He will receive what He will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Wow. The Holy Spirit will guide us in spirit and in truth. The Lord wanted me to do an episode on truth because we will encounter this over and over again this year. He wants us to understand the difference between our perceived truth that has been twisted by our enemy and his truth, which is God's truth. There is a difference, a big difference and we have already begun to see many lies exposed. We cannot know all of the lies that God is going to expose without encountering truth, which means we are going to encounter our Creator. He is the only one that can reveal what the enemy has been doing to us on a massive scale, while protecting us from harm at the same time. You know, Our enemy doesn't want us to discover what he's been doing. He wants to continue forward with his evil plan of killing, stealing, and destroying us. He wants to change God's plan, but he can't. God knows the future. He knows what the enemy has been doing, and he knows what the enemy has been planning. And when it's time, and only God knows this day, when it's time, Satan, our enemy, will be thrown into the lake of fire, where he will no longer be able to lie, taunt, or torment us again. Revelation 20 verse 10 says, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Wow. All right, guys, it's time to close. You know, truth is very important to God. Truth is God's heart. And he wants us to be free from bondage that lies can keep us in. Remember, John 8, 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. I invite you guys to join me next week. We will discuss our enemy, the father of lies and the harm he has caused all of God's children. And that will be part two of this three-part series. And I'm going to close with this scripture from John chapter one, verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Thank you, Lord. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for all that you do for us. And I will put any links that I mentioned in the notes section of this episode. Before you go, We invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews that we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. And also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you, so please email us at puretruthpodcast3 at gmail.com. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. And again, Laura's website is laurapotter.us. And Susan's website is com. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. We want to thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may His face shine upon you and give you His peace. Until next time, your favorite podcaster, Kathy.